So, Ronnie, thanks for being the voice of the Mungify show and doing that great music that's in there. But I need your help on something else. I've had a few people who've, who've given me a few hassles about my pronunciation of the name of our town. Now, is it Mungawai? Is it Mungify? You, you seem to be the man to know. Tell me, how should I be saying, saying the name of the town? Well, good afternoon, Richard. Interestingly enough, the full name for the area is actually Mungatifai. But that's probably a bit too much for most people to try and use on a daily basis. It's become the renowned Mangawai for a while. But um, I would suggest that a really nicely rounded Mangafai is the way to go. So Mangafai? Yeah, Mangafai, as in you might want to think of the phrase or the word mung beans, Mangawai. Some people, Mangawai, if you want to be a little bit more formal, and that normally pertains if you're perhaps in some sort of group that does have some local tangata whenua, you might be want to be a little bit more considerate by saying mangafai. If you're in a very formal cultural setting, you would probably revert to mangatifai, which even a lot of local Māori would probably not even be that familiar with. It's a very old name for the area, and it relates to the to the to the 18th 18th early mid 18th century uh, rangatira who survived a number of battles in the area. Wow, you, you learn every something every day. That's um that's really interesting. Thank you. It's, if, if people want to look it up, it's pretty easy to reference it. Just put in a Google search. It's pretty simple, and you can find out a bit more. But um, generally, if you if you take a little bit of a time with the Māori language, the expression is on the vowel. The language bounces along on the vowels with the odd early harsh consonant, which is one of the reasons why people who speak French, Spanish, Latin, Italian, find it, Japanese find it very easy to pronounce a Maori and Polynesian words easily because their languages all bounce along on the vowel. Hence, wow. mangai or whakatane or whangarei. And the, the, the very first consonant or the little clutch of consonants can be quite harsh, but then it softens as the word. Anyway, this here's a few clues. Here's a few ideas. Thank you so much for your help on that, Ronnie, and um, we'll be getting on with the show. Absolutely. All the best, and uh, talk soon. Kia ora. You are listening to The Mangafai Show with host Richard Edwards. Hello and welcome to episode two of the Mungify Show. And I, and I do need to emphasize that name there. I have copped a little bit of flack for my pronunciation of Mungify last time, and I'm working on getting it right. I don't probably get it right through this entire episode, but I really am working on it. I'd just like to thank everyone who listened to the last episode. Uh, if you haven't had a chance to yet, please go back and do it. Uh, we've had some really great feedback. It went a little crazy on Facebook for a while there, and uh, it's just been so cool to have the kind of support we're seeing in the community. Please don't forget, the best way to support us is to subscribe however you listen to the show, be that on an app, on the Captivate site, on Facebook, wherever you listen. Please do subscribe and like and follow the Facebook page so that you get uh, notifications when we do more really cool stuff around this project that we're really enjoying doing. Now, today's chat, which we'll get to in a little bit, we went and popped into the Mangafai Shed. And this podcast was a really interesting one in that we expected it kind of to be one thing and it turned into something quite different. It's a really interesting 
interview to listen to, so please do stick around for that. But first, we're going to go and catch up on a little bit of local news and also what is going on around town. It's time for the news. Okay, so it's time for some news. And joining us again is Julia Wade from the Mangawai Focus. Thanks for joining us, Julia. Hey, Richard. Now, we, we did mention the roundabout last week. Absolutely. I was down there yesterday and uh, you can really see the structure of the whole formation of what they're doing now. It looks amazing. Yeah. Yes, no. But that's not the only news in town, even if that's what the Facebook page would indicate. <laughs> there are a few more things out there. Now, the cover of your latest yes. issue. So I understand a local is getting prepared to set off on a really long bike ride. Yes, that's right, Richard. It's um, Matt Guzet, the general manager for Taraiti Golf Club. And he is setting out on a 3,000-kilometre journey on the Tor Aotearoa Trail to raise funds for Taraiti Whanau Charitable Trust. That's going to take him quite a while, I imagine. Well, he's aiming on doing it in 25 days, which means he'll be riding up to 150 kilometres a day and camping along the way. Yeah. And, that, and that'll be on trails rather than kind of off-road. That must, must add quite a lot to the challenge. Yeah. Yes, it does. And I think it come, It also is a ferry ride as well to get across certain rivers and it goes down the back routes of the country, yeah. So I understand your feature this month, you're looking at something a little fishy. That's right. On page 30, we have a feature regarding the health and sustainability of the local scallop beds, especially in light of the government's recent sea change plan and how this may affect Green Bay and the Mangafai beds. And it has also details of scallop sex in the, in the feature. Oh, that's a little saucy for a local paper. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> now, I uh, understand you've got an update on the uh, local vaccination drive, which I was looking at the numbers yesterday. Seem to have started to come up a little. Yes, they have. I talked to someone from Mungafai Pharmacy They have last week, and they have trained staff there who can give the COVID vaccination for locals. They've been going a month, Richard, and they have, well, on Friday, there was like about 1,300 jabs have been given out already in that month, and they've been very busy. Brilliant, brilliant. It's great that uh, Mangawai has now got a a permanent, well, a semi-permanent kind of vaccination station. And so I understand local pastime that's uh, popular with many is, is making a bit of a return. Yes, that's right. Cricket is making a comeback to Mangafai, thanks to Warren Stott, who is apparently a very experienced person in cricket. And all the details can be found in a story which is written by our own editor, Richard Foley. Great. I've been seeing the cricket pitch going in down there at the domain. It looks uh, very impressive. Uh, So, of course, if you want to read any of those stories and anything else, uh, don't forget to check out the paper either in your letterbox, I think outside a few stores, and at mangawaifocus.co.nz. Thanks, Julia. Thanks, Richard. What's on in Mungafai? So joining us again to talk about what's going on in and around Mangawai, we have Ruby Mitchell from the Kuiper District Council. Thanks for joining us, Ruby. Thank you. Kia ora, Richard. Now, it's going to be a pretty big weekend this weekend, and I'm hoping to have this out on Saturday morning so people can listen to it. This weekend, of course, we're back in level two, which means more things can start to go on and people can get out and support 
those local businesses. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, yeah. Fingers crossed, eh? Mm. So don't forget, all these guys are working under uh, under some tight rules now for your own for your safety. So just be kind, I guess, to quote Jacinda when you are out there. I think if you are listening to this on Saturday and you've got the chance to grab a ticket, the the last Saturday's club is on at Brooklyn Vineyard. I think to five said they're going to start doing some events soon. So it's so good to have things up and running from the food, drink, and entertainment perspective. It is, and we've been getting such good weather as well. I'm so excited about it. <laughs> I know. If you're having a chat, if you're having a drink, of course, don't forget don't uh, don't drive. I think Mangarides also said they're back up and running, so <laughs> jump on Facebook and uh, book with them if you're gonna gonna go from that. But we do have community events, of course, now able to run. So tell us a little bit about those things coming up. Those uh, those community things that we should be looking forward to. Yeah, sure. So one of the ones on our list there, there's quite a few, but one of the ones I'm going to talk about today is the Mangafai Artist Gallery. They are hosting the exhibition for the Kaipara Art Awards. Now, this has been at Dargaville and it's going to be at the Mangafai Artist Gallery for the 12 days starting on Friday, the 5th of November. You've got a chance to go in and see not only the winners of all the various awards, but you can also have your say by voting for the people's choice. This exhibition will close uh, midday, 16th of November. And then two days later, they also got another exhibition opening. It's called Different Perspectives. And the artists are Jan Grover and Kevin Wilcox. They're going to display their work there through to the end of November. So lots to see, lots of stuff to check out at the Mangafai Artist Gallery. And particularly, uh, I guess, uh, with that uh, competition, great to be able to go out and support those local artists. There's there's certainly a great art community in, in Mangafai. Oh, it's really, really strong and it's been around for quite a long time and there's just more and more new people joining it. So it's it's really cool to see. It's great, great, great things to see. Fantastic. Yeah. I guess we're kind of going into the first kind of summer with that new art centre extension finished as well. So that'll be good for a display. Yeah, that's items. true. Mm. Yeah, mm. yeah. What else can we look forward to? Okay, so the other thing that I've got on my plate here is the Weed Action Pedor Brindowin's Weed Action Group. They've got a working bee down at Kainui Reserve that's just off Pearson Street and it's happening on the third Saturday in November, 1 till 3pm. This is a really great opportunity to come down and help them out, pull out all the weeds alongside the reserve and then that means that they can actually get in and do some appropriate riparian planting there which will take place next planting season which is in the winter. They've also... Oh, sorry. Kind of, kind of took us a while there to clarify that this is... The weeds you pull out, not the other kind of weed. Because <laughs> there could be an entirely yeah. different weed action group around yeah. here as well. Just saying. Yeah, no, this that is a very good point. They're a very good point, Richard. This, these, these are other weeds and, yeah, they're going to be pulling <laughs> pulling them out. The other cool thing that they are um, doing for the community is that they've provided a weed bin. Again, this is about invasive weeds yes. uh, being, that are being cleared from people's private properties. So you can find that weed bin down at Wyatt's Landscaping Supplies. It's going to be there from Labor Weekend through to the end of November. And the bin will be there. It's free for anyone to use. You need to put invasive weeds in there, though. So we're talking about climbing asparagus, which we do see around Mungafai, unfortunately, Chinese and tree privet, woolly nightshade, moss plant, wild ginger is another one, jasmine. It's not there, I might say, for bamboo, cabbage tree leaves, flax or lawn clippings. So if you're going to drop those off, they say that you will be charged for them. All good. Well, good chance to go out and uh, deal with the weed in your garden or on your land and get rid of it in a way that's uh, 
that's easy and, and isn't going to get back out there into the environment. So, uh, look, thanks for uh, those items, uh, Ruby. Hope to uh, see you out and about in Mangawai over this wonderful coming weekend. Hopefully it doesn't rain too much. At, for sure. At one of the things that's going to be open now. Good stuff, Richard. Good to talk to you. Let's have a chat. So our chat today is, you know, last time we were in a, a wonderful cafe. This time we're sitting in a half-finished tin shed. Well, I'm not sure if it's half-finished. It's got a roof, it's got walls. So I guess by the qualifications of a shed, that's pretty darn good. And the shed is what we are here to talk about. Specifically, tin shed. I'm still objecting tin to shed. tin shed. I'm still going, what? <laughs> what? Yeah. We're literally in the Mangawai shed, and uh, I'm here to chat with a, a group of blokes who spend a bit of time down there and find out what the Mangawai shed is and what it does and, and, and what role it can kind of play in our little community. So we're going to go around the table here and uh, and introduce uh, this group we've got here because I think it's easier than me doing it. And, uh, and we'll start down here. Tell us who you are and tell us what your role is in the shed. Steve, Steve Mackay, chair. Uh, what's my role? <laughs> I try and get stuff done as best I can. So starting with Steve, so Steve got the chair, and over here we've got... Well, I'm Barry Vinning, and I'm a member of the committee, but also have, have another tag called uh, Sergeant at Arms, or is it Tool... Tool, tool Master. Tool Master, that's right. And my role is to, uh, well, when we get set up, look at the tools that we've got, make the best sense of them, get rid of things we don't need and repair things that we do have that need repairing. So it's, a, it's, a, it's an early early role, early time for the, for the role, but it's, it's, it's setting yourself up. And yourself? My name's Miguel Hamba and I am the Chief Fundraising Officer. I've been given the title of Secretary recently because I'm the only person here who can spell correctly. <laughs> Uh, it, let's, you know, we've, we've got a little bit of a hint there of what the shed does or the Mangawai shed does, but mm. does one of you want to just tell us in kind of an encapsulated thing the concept behind a shed? Because this isn't the only one around the country. I think this is a bit of a, a number of these around the, the country and even the world. But tell us about what a shed does. The shed is a, it's an international movement started in Australia in the 90s. It's now gone international. There's groups in Canada, UK, Ireland, England. There's Spanish ones. There's, there's, they're across the world. Here in New Zealand, we have about 190, uh, 175. The latest 175th recently opened up in Christchurch. So we're part of something that is, is, is well-known and well-versed. We've got local ones in Waipu, Dargaville. And until four years ago, we didn't have one in Mangafai. And we saw that as a shortfall. A group of about four or five of us met in the village hall and said, look, you know, uh, we want some, we want a slice of this. There's a need for place where we can commune over our shared passion for making things and yeah we got together and we said you know let, let's do that let's create the Mangafai shed so here we are four and a half nearly four november 20th will be our birthday so we'll be five years old who generally hangs out in the shed bunch of old guys and girls <laughs> what, what can i say over the past four or five years it's been a small band gathering in Cames road you had to be quite hardy to be willing to travel that far out of town and we hope that we'll attract a very different uh, clientele now that we're here within the village we've got an opportunity for certain you know, people to walk and not uh, travel and for those who don't know where the shed is now it is down by the down the in the domain by the main uh, domain pavilion the domain committee have, uh, have gifted a slice of land to the magnify shed we've got a license to occupy and by doing that we have an opportunity to grow and build our membership what is the membership like at the moment? How many people do enjoy the shed? 
We have officially 22 paid members. We have a further 16 that are not paid and we're not quite sure what their status is. They just enjoy being related to us in some way but aren't sort of regular users or attenders. We've got uh, a number of people on a, on a database of, of uh, further interest. We are open. We couldn't possibly, in Mangify, couldn't possibly just say it was for men. <laughs> <laughs> the reality is, of course, with only one, you know, that, 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 that we are open to women and young people joining us. And that's the important bit, even if they don't necessarily turn up. <laughs> young Barry. After Garrigan. Aaron. He's not even a paid member. Aaron's just an interested person. I, I, the most wonderful person, but no. Oh, all right. <laughs> no. So you've got that, uh, that broad group of members, and uh, you, you're wanting more? I mean, you've said you've got those numbers at the moment. Is it, is it the more the merrier, or you have like an, a number that works? Or We have no idea. <laughs> We're open to uh, – we, we know that the membership is going to go exponential. We will, uh, we've already gone up from, from last year, but um, – We've never tested the bounds of how many you can squeeze into one shed, but we're happy to have that as a problem. What, what will happen in, at the moment, we're one day a week, but if we have too many, we'll be two, three. The typical experience of most sheds is that they start off with one day a week and they end up five days a week. And I could see that happening here quite readily. So, yeah, well, it's enough. We need just enough space for people to stay safe. At the moment, the demographic of the shed is um, very much grey here male, but the future is beyond that, we're hoping. Um, I know that's, that's there, there to Steve that we, um, we start bringing. Both Miguel and, and Steve have contact with younger people through teaching and through magnify institutions. Organisations. Organisations. Yeah. Yeah. I had contact with younger people once through teaching role, but uh, it's passed. I'm a bit of a sort of a, a grouch by comparison to these two guys. Who's, oh, definitely. Yeah. <laughs> but um, he, they're very much involved with our younger people. I'm kind of enthusiastic about that, but I, I must admit, I, 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 for me, the shed is sort of very much the demographic that I come from and how much I enjoy other people from that demographic, grey-haired, old, crusty people. Yeah, but, but also I think that the reason that people come along here is because that the people that do come generally have very good skills in certain areas and none of us has skills in every possible area so if you want something done if you want to know how to do something at the moment i'm building a deck at home and um, my my nail gun decided to commit harakiri and um so I brought it in today, and Barry's going to take a look at it and see what he can do. If he can't do anything, well, that's fine. I'll give you a box, box back of pieces. <laughs> pieces, yeah. <laughs> An extra cardboard <laughs> box full of pieces. <laughs> but if, if he can do something and he's willing to do something, then that's fine. I owe somebody else a favour, or I owe Barry a favour, or I owe somebody else a favour. And I'm more than happy to do that, and that's... that's um, we may, there's, we may be grey-haired and crusty, but there's an awful lot of uh, skill and experience built up over those years. That crustiness has been uh, developed over quite a few industrial <laughs> years of commercial <laughs> experience. And I think that when we pool that and bring it together, not only is it useful for us as individuals, as soon as you stick that number of people with that number of skills, the wider community looks at us and goes, 
Could you sort this out for us? You know, uh, we've got we, we, like community gardeners. <laughs> the community gardeners, they wanted us to put up their shed recently. Yeah, so we sent a team up. We were able to put this thing together eventually once we learned to read the <laughs> it manual. It was a bit like Dad's army, but <laughs> never mind. <laughs> it wasn't our finest moment, but we, we did it. And, and other people, you know, there's the, the, we built the last two Santa floats for the school. We need to do some more things in that. Like we've been a bit selfish recently, I have to say, that we've... Um, We've been self-centered in building our own new workshop, so our have focus has been somewhat inwards. We we look forward to returning to the opportunity to contribute to other groups, because that actually that's the thing that excites us. I have to say that you know, in those four years in the workshop, Kames Road, we had many individual projects and they were great, but there was a certain buzz and an extra excitement around the building when we were all focused together. So, for instance, when we built the traps, and then there are other days when there's no saws and drills going. There's all bloody talking, and you can't stop them. You know, <laughs> there, there, there's that lovely thing, and 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 in between, you know, when you're rubbing shoulders, you can sort stuff out. Mm. It is a brilliant opportunity to if to chat. the world leaders listen to us yes. more. Yeah, we are an amazing think tank. So, so what is it? What is a typical session at the shed? I mean. You, uh, there is they, there is no <laughs> there is no thing. typical at the moment is very perverse in the sense that we're focused on building the new workshop we have a, a structure but it has no electricity has no walls or linings has no tools equipment and machinery so you know we've got to over the next few months is to focus on establishing what will be but yeah there, i can't say there's a typical day not really Tell me some of the projects you have worked on. You've mentioned some already, the, the floats, the, the traps. I mean, what kind of work, once this is up and running, will you be wanting to, to do in here? Is it all building? Is it repairing? Is it? To be fair, at the moment, it's very much focused on carpentry. My background is engineering. So, and, and of course, I've always, over, over the years, I've always done carpentry, but um, it'd be good to think if perhaps in the future we would have a lathe in here and a milling machine. So we can provide, that brings sort of safety issues and difficulties like that, but I'm sure we can surmount them. But by and large, carpentry is the main focus, so it's possibly as more of a craft bent rather than sort of our more formal processes like engineering. But, but wait, there's more, because we will build a second workshop. Uh-huh. <laughs> right? Now, and this, this, is, this first stage is what we call stage one, where, yes, we'll have a focus on woodwork. Second stage is to build a canopy outside so we can enjoy a, a bigger, wider outdoor space, either for morning, we'll morning call tea. That stage two. How about that? Ah, <laughs> and then stage three. <laughs> stage three. We build a second one, exactly the same, and we fill it full of lathes, milling machines, welding, whatever, for those with a material metal bent, you know, and that's the way to go. Or we might decide we stick all the machinery equipment in one room and we build spaceships or walkers or ships in the other one you know because we can see that there will be as we get more members and we get busier we're going to need more space so this is only the start of something uh, bigger and grander the other side of things is of course that there are a lot of very very talented people in the in the soft materials people who spin people who knit people who quilt all of those require space and um they have the same needs as us. There, there are people who maybe have lost their husbands or husbands gone off to the dementia unit, and um, which is happening more and more. 
but they need they need to sort of be able to interact with people, like-minded people, people with different skills. They want to learn how to crochet. They want to to you know learn how to make lace. There's no reason why we need to stick with wood and we need to stick with metal because it's not just about men. It's also about anybody who is in Mangawai. So we could have we could have a much bigger community here and how we build the space that's just we don't know yet so so it sounds to me like a bunch of old blokes who build wanting to build stuff for more than a bunch of old blokes absolutely yeah it is a a a bunch of old blokes but it's it's also sorry experienced blokes (laughs) uh, and some of them have skills Uh, (laughs) (laughs) so you know it is about people who have left mostly have sort of left what they knew and who may have had a big workshop where they were. They come here and they've downsized and they've got nothing, maybe a little garden shed. Or the wife might have had a a whole sewing machine at home once the kids all left and the bedrooms got converted. They come here, they've downsized and they don't have the space. They don't have the friends. They don't have the networks to back them up. They don't have the opportunity to show off their stuff to a whole bunch of people who would really appreciate it. There's a, there's a group at, um, that meets on Fridays at the, at the museum, the knitters, and they are good, but you know, and, and they, they do a wonderful job that knitting for Plunkett and that sort of stuff. And that's exactly the same sort of stuff that we do in the shed and and incorporating all of those people and bringing all of those people together and all of those organisations together would be a tremendous force for, for Mangawai. Well, you've got to recognise that Mangawai is built on a massive number of, of voluntary organisation groups. There's quite a, a subculture of volunteering and uh, Mangawai benefits enormously from that. We're just one. But the Trekkies are another example of what you're talking about there. The Trekkies do their thing outdoors. We like to do it indoors. Just, uh, I want to pick up on a point, though, that you made. The, the fact is that most of the members have got their own sheds. Mm. They've got their own workshops. These guys have got amazing ones. Barry's got a museum piece. Every piece <laughs> is untouched by swarf and, and dust. It doesn't right? even have fingerprints. No, that's beautiful. But <laughs> And Miguel's, he's got a drawer and a tray for every, every jig and fixture you could ever imagine. Right? And there's me with my cow shed. Right? So there, there's a different bit. But my point is, is that everybody still likes to come together. Well, they, they, they lack the people, don't they? And, yeah. and it's that's right. It's something that was, I guess my understanding too of a shed before coming here was that, you know, there's Mangafai is a place that people tend to retire to a lot of the time. They've come from other areas that don't necessarily have the support structures they did. They're perhaps at a stage in their life where things are changing. Loneliness is being considered that's a big right. issue. Yeah. Retirement can be a lonely time, especially if, if it's a double whammy coming to a new place like Mangafai and retiring at the same time. It can be a difficult time for some people. It was for me, and um, and and I'm very grateful to the shed being here at the right time at the right place. It took a wee while to find it, though. <laughs> no, but let's let's not uh, discredit that. Like, what was your plan? I think what did, you retired on the Wednesday and you joined the shed on the Friday. Yeah. Was that true? Yeah. Yeah. It happened on the Thursday. Yeah, <laughs> yeah uh, where were you? No wonder you were lonely. We, no, because no, we were we weren't open on <laughs> oh, Thursday. Weren't open. Thursday. You weren't open. That's no, that's right. right. <laughs> <laughs> so there's an example of where somebody had a plan for their retirement. But let us just challenge that view that Mangafai is full of oldies. It's not. If you look at the school's growth, it's massive. And we have a, an increasing young population 
you know, if you look at the stats, stats Magnify will grow in over the next four or five years to 40% of its populace. So that's a significant change that we're all going to be going through. But there is still a need to deal to social, a social isolation. You can have as many people as you like, but if people haven't those opportunities to commune, to get together, then it can be a pretty lonely life. Do people come to, to just talk rather than build? There are some it? people who don't ever pick up at all. Yeah, they just want exactly. to, you know, get some, is it smoker time yet? <laughs> <laughs> you know, like God bless them. You know, they, they, they just put the kettle on and that's great. You know, some of us like to earn the right to a cup of tea first, but, you know, that's, that's just everybody's different work ethic. Yeah. This must be pretty expensive to put together and to run. Miguel, how do, we, how do you pay for this? We have been very, very lucky and <laughs> no, we've been very, very lucky in being able to attract funding from the likes of Foundation North and the Lotteries Commission and the Mila Fund, Kuiper District Council. They've been very, very generous to us. They, they understand what we're trying to do and they are more than willing to help us. So... In terms of being expensive, well, yes, it's not at the moment, but as soon as we connect the power, for example, we're going to have a monthly power bill. So what our plan is, is, well, well, obviously we won't forget the generosity of, of these people that give away money, but we have to become sustainable. Kaipara, the, the Mangawai Domain Society, has leased us this piece of land and in something like 20 years, the buildings that we create will then, the ownership will return to the Mangawai domain. And that's fine. That gives us 20 years to find a piece of land, to build our own buildings, and to become sustainable. I, I would see that in 20 years' time, we will need a full-time manager. We will be bringing stuff in. We'll be charging for it. We'll be working with other volunteer organizations doing stuff at cost and and hopefully we will have a membership that will help with the funding or all, all of the membership fees will will assist with the funding considerably the work that we do the Mangawai gala day for example we will be having stalls and we'll be selling stuff we will have a a body of products that we sell and um so that's the plan. Now, it's it's all very amorphous at the moment, but as the bills start coming in and as that's, that side of stuff hits home, we will then have to understand how we are going to run it. This is the money that we need. This is the money that's going out. These are the projects that we'll be doing, and this is the amount of money that we will be saving for our 20-year 20 20 year goal. But within, within that space of a plan and the economics of it all, we will need to maintain our sight on what we're here principally for, which is for uh, building relationships, for dealing to uh, the isolation that people feel and know and understand to be real in their lives. So, yep. you know, it is still about people. It's still about personal projects, about promoting their own learning, their own understanding and their growth. So I hope that we never lose sight of those more human needs rather than worrying about the financial side. Because had we ever put that at the beginning of this project, we would never have started. I certainly would have mm. been scared to death at the notion of spending what is probably 100000 to produce what we've got to date. I would never have gone there. But we have had so much in kind that 
whilst this salami has been very large, we've taken it one slice at a time and then we found people joining in. You know, we have people, local businesses who've gone, yep, we'll come and do that. And it ends up free of charge. And we're, yep, we'll come and do that. And again, ah, it's for the shed, no worries. That, that container out there that you passed on your entrance is absolutely chock-a-block and full of the contributions from our local community. They've, they, I get a phone call once or, or twice a week saying, look, we've got some tools, machinery, equipment, boards, whatever it is, could you make use of it? Absolutely, thank you very much. So, you know, we got to where we are, not through just our own efforts, and I certainly don't wish to belittle the tremendous effort that Miguel has done in terms of raising funds, but we have been ably supported by everyone who just gets what a shed's about, you know, and I, I, we would need, and always will, keep an eye on what are our roots and what we're about. We're in a bit of a building boom in Mangawai at the, mo- at the moment. We have been for a while, and I think it's going to continue for quite some time. Is that helpful to you guys? I mean, is there a lot of spin-off from construction for you guys and availability of resources and so on and so forth? Not particularly. Well, there are, for example, there are a lot of cedar houses being built and the offcuts of the cedar would be extremely useful. The problem is at the moment we can't go asking builders, could you save us your offcuts? Because we've got nowhere to put it. (laughs) (laughs) And you know, because there are a lot of tradies around and very skilled people, we can we can say to them, could you just move your truck over here and just move that with the high ab? And they will do it. So it's it's very useful, but we're not established enough. We're only just becoming established enough so that we can take advantage of those things. And people have heard about us and people are willing to help, but we don't want to be submerged in a tsunami of offcuts off and, <laughs> and assistance that we can't actually make use of because in, in some ways that would... It's counterproductive because yeah, the, we would, the, 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 a rebuttal sometimes goes against us. So if you, somebody says you, you, you can have our offcuts, we haven't got anything to put them, they'll be shy to do it again. And, and we have to wait our up. general answer is yes. Yes, please. Thank you. Thank you very much. It's lovely. <laughs> and then we worry about it later on. Like as we were just sitting here before and this person turned up, as as Steve said, and uh, he's got 50 sheets of MDF and ply. Do we want it? Well, the answer is yes, we do. Then we have to think about, oh, God, what do we do now? Where does we it go? Oh, we we're we're creative uh, problem solvers. So, so we'll, we'll find a solution. We don't know what it is yet, but. As I say, during the whole build, that always happened. I mean, the, the magical thing about the build was was having the right people at the right time. And nobody could have predicted that you had the likes of, say, Steen turning up and, you know, with all these hundreds of years' worth of experience in earth moving, being there available to lead us as a team in building the base. And yet he, there he was, and he was happy to take on the, the mantle of that leadership role. And I got to learn about profiles and and rebar and all stuff that has not been part of my understanding in the past. Now it's easy. I can understand it. So I get my head around it. It's brilliant. You know, he can understand it. He still can't do it, but he can understand <laughs> it. <laughs> I'm not scared of it now. It's just great. 
have you got any projects that you you have in mind that you you want to tackle in the future? Anything you want to build? Anything in the community you think the community needs? You guys want to put a hammer and saw to? I mean, what's oh the... yeah, we've got one, but we can't possibly tell you about it. It's a secret. So, um... <laughs> <laughs> which one's that? Yeah, <laughs> I don't even know about it. <laughs> you do? Oh, I do know it's about the, it. It's the most central thing in Mangafai that that comes once, but once a year. Won't be this year, but next year there will be something extraordinary for the members of Mangafai to to see that will be the result of our labour. It's all I can say. Well, that is that is such a tease to. Uh, to <laughs> it, will, it will just ruin too many. Space. It will just tease. It will upset some children's Christmas if I said too much. <laughs> You may have Spoiler just alert. done that. You may have just done that. <laughs> Look, uh, thank you so much for joining me, guys. That's been a great little chat. I uh, hope anyone uh, who does have an interest in this kind of thing can uh, get in touch. Is there a website or somewhere that people can look at for information about? Mangafyshed.org, O-R-G. Really simple. Or Facebook page, Mangafy Shed. Either we'll get you the latest news and views on what's going on down at the shed. Or turn up on a Friday morning at 10 o'clock. Or sometimes nine. Sometimes <laughs> nine. And, uh, Do you need all. to bring biscuits or, or are they already on site? It's always welcome. Yeah, <laughs> we never turn down biscuits. It's like sheets of plywood. We yeah. never turn down those either. <laughs> Excellent. Look, thank you so much, guys. That's the, the team from the Mangafai Shed. And, uh, yeah, we'll uh, hopefully be seeing you guys around and building some stuff with you in the future. Absolutely. Thank you. Thank you. Thanks again to the team from The Shed for joining us for that podcast. I hope you didn't mind the audio. We were in, a, in an open tomb room, so it was a little bit uh, little bit ambiance to it, but I think it was a really, really good interview. So, uh, yeah, thanks again for listening to episode two. Please, as I said at the start, don't forget to like, subscribe, share, however you are. Just make sure you're in a position to get updates when we do uh, put out more podcasts. That's so helpful to us all. If you want to get in touch, send us some notes, complain about my pronunciation again, or even volunteer to be a interview subject on the show bring me a line richard at the mangafyshow.co.nz and we'll see you again in two weeks with another great local interview